Welcome to the Intentional Encourager podcast, where each episode brings you compelling conversations and stories designed to entertain, enlighten, and encourage. And now here's your host, Brian Sexton. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. You know what's really important to me when I do business with a company is trust and transparency. I've been telling you now for a good while about my buddy Damon Burton and his company, SEO National, because trust and transparency are just as important to them. You know, for the last 15 years in the search engine optimization space, they have been leading the way and serving people tremendously well. Now, for those of you that don't know what SEO is, it stands for search engine optimization. It helps you show up higher on Google searches so that folks that are looking for what you have find you quicker. And you know what's really encouraging? More revenue, more sales, growing your business. Do me a favor, get in touch with Damon and his team today at SEO National at 855-736-6285 or go to seonational.com and get your free quote and tell them you heard it on the Intentional Encourager podcast. I hope you're ready because here comes a dynamite conversation on the Intentional Encourager podcast. And welcome into the Intentional Encourager podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sexton. Thank you for joining us again today. I have a very unique individual on with me today. He is a live stream and virtual event producer and show creator, just like here with the Intentional Encourager podcast but he's a 15 year cancer survivor. And that is incredible. A 15 year cancer survivor, Uh, unbelievable. You can go to LinkedIn and find him there. Tim Sohn, S-H, or I'm sorry, S-O-H-N. See, if I could spell, we would be okay. But go to LinkedIn and find him at Tim, T-I-M, Sohn, S-O-H-N. But you can find him right here right now on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Tim, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here with you. The honor is mine. I saw your story several months ago. Um, You Actually, i tell you how I found you was through a a mutual friend of ours, Lori Knudsen, who's been on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Awesome. and, and, And Lori saw your story. So let's talk about overcome. Let's start here and talk about overcoming things it feels like when we record this it feels like we're on the other side of covid everything has gone back to normal i do a lot of flying so you know we don't have to wear masks in the airports and things like that which people seem to be happier and traveling and things like that and again not to make it political i this is just what i've noticed when you think about the last couple of years and 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 some lessons that you've taken out of that both professionally personally What's what's kind of some things that have stuck out to you or maybe some things that you've learned that after this is all said and done, you you will carry those same things forward with you? Yeah, that's such a great question. And and so many things have changed for all of us. But but from my perspective, in terms of my business, from a business perspective, I've had my business for for nine years and. Before COVID, I was working with all in-person businesses, you know, brick and mortar stores and diners and in-person events. So all things that were so impacted by COVID. And so I was trying to help them, you know, at the beginning of COVID and they each had their own, you know, way that they wanted to approach it. Some of them had to close for a period of time. Some of them we were able to help, but I was lucky in a way that I had started a live streaming show a few years before called the Tim and Jim show with my good friend, Jim Fuse. And so I had skills in terms of live stream producing and live stream hosting. So, and I had this idea in my head that I hadn't done because business was going really well in terms of what I was doing already. Mm -hmm. But I had this idea to create a, a, a group coaching program on how to create your own live stream show which when COVID hit, I, I hit the ground running and I created that program. And we had people join the program from literally all over the world, from South Africa to Canada, to India, to all over the United States. And it was so, I mean, COVID had, you know, such detrimental effects on people, you know, people died. And, but one of the amazing things about COVID was that it brought people together from all over the world. And So this group coaching program was, yes, we were all creating live shows together, 
but we all bonded as human beings from all over the world because we were all literally stuck at home going through something similar. So, so yes, I, I still continue to work with some businesses on their social media that are local, but I also work with businesses on uh, producing their shows and coaching um, businesses and nonprofits and entrepreneurs on how to create their own shows or how to level up their own shows, especially to make an impact and especially those kinds of organizations or people that especially want to make some kind of positive impact in the world. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and Tim, here's what strikes me about what you just said. Yeah. What strikes me is you're a cancer survivor. Yeah. And you're doing all this, this in-person work with folks and then COVID hits. How do you go from that world where you're, you're constantly, I would have to think, and I'm not trying to put words in your, this is just what I know from cancer survivors. Sure. You, you have a heightened sense of your health anyway, and your well-being anyway. You try to avoid sick people. You try to avoid people that, that may have colds and things like that. W what I know of cancer survivors. Okay. And, and again, please, if, if I am generalizing too much, forgive me. This is just kind of what's going through my head is that you're probably already cautious in not getting around environments that may compromise your immune system. And now we have a pandemic that you don't know who's sick and who's well, who's, who's doing this and that. And your business has been primarily personal. Was that a hard decision for you to go, it's a good time to diversify my business? Because I, I, I talked to some people and they were like, yeah, that was a big, big struggle for me and a big change for me because I'd always done business person to person and, and, and always had those interactions with people. And I really had to try to change the way I did things. What about for you? How was that balancing the continuing trying to keep yourself as healthy as possible, but yet continuing to provide the great level of service to your business that, that obviously, as you were describing, you took a lot of pride in being there, working with people one-on-one -on -one and doing the coaching and doing the live stream and, and consulting in their business. How was that balance for you? Was it a delicate balance or was it something you knew you had to do anyway? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was definitely challenging because, I mean, it was challenging, but it was also rewarding. So let me just explain a little bit. So it was challenging in the sense that I really look forward to seeing my clients every week in person. Now, I'm a people person and I, I love that in-person experience, but also being a cancer survivor. And in December, I found out I'm cancer free. So that, you know, I'm That's super grateful fantastic. for that. Congratulations. Right? Thank Fantastic you. news. Thank you. Um, but yes, I was super, super um, cautious during COVID because I didn't find out till December I was cancer free. And, you know, we also have um, kids, kiddos who are 10 and seven and not to get political or anything, but they couldn't get the vaccine for a long time. And, you know, so, yeah. you know, we were really cautious. Um, so, so I did look forward before COVID to seeing those clients in person, but I am really grateful that I was able to pivot my business to that live streaming. And I have, I have, um, you know, I'm so grateful for all the people that I have met and collaborated with through these live streaming courses, because, and we'll talk a little bit more about my cancer journey, I'm sure later, but yeah. One thing that I have done is I've become a candidate for man and woman of the year through the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's philanthropic competition. And, and we did a 24 hour live stream fundraiser in March. And many of the people that volunteered for that were through this live streaming course that I would have never met if it was for the pandemic. Wow. You know, so that's just, I'm grateful for that aspect. How difficult was it for you to keep your stamina? that because again you you don't find out that you're cancer free until December of 2021 this is march of what march of 2020 2021 in that right. in in that time frame was it difficult for you to 
let's go here for a second because here's what I'm really fascinated about. I believe that people that have come through really challenging diagnoses like that, they live with cancer. And, and, and there are so many people, Tim, that don't just live with cancer. They, they thrive through it. They, they, they find a, an extra level in life and an extra gear and things like that. How has your mental stamina been? Because I cannot, listen, at like 10 o'clock at night, if I've had a long day, I'm like, it's bedtime. I cannot stay up all night. And the rule in my house is if you call my house in the middle of the night, somebody better be dying because I value my sleep. But but I admire you. You did a 24-hour live stream to help raise money for, for leukemia research and things like that. But I'm more curious about your mental stamina through the, through the last couple of years. How have you kept yourself mentally encouraged through, through the different challenges and pivots and, and, and doing all the things you have to do from a treatment protocol around your, around your leukemia? How did you find that mental stamina and encouragement in the last couple of years? So one thing, I would say two things. One is nature nature is right back here well if you're on yeah. audio podcast you can't yeah. see it but well, we, nature... we'll release this to video so yeah people oh, will be awesome. able to okay. see yeah they'll be able to see nature behind you <laughs> yes awesome uh nature especially at the beginning of covid before my wife and the kiddos got up at like six in the morning i would go for a nice long walk um and every chance i would get there's also a waterfall about a half an hour from here called raymond scale falls here in northeast pennsylvania and it's just so beautiful and so I would try to find peace and serenity in nature. I just, I just love nature. And then um, the other thing I would say is uh, I don't still produce it right now, but there was a show, two shows that I used to produce uh, with Brian Shulman. He has a, two shows called What's Good Wednesday and Shout Out Saturday on LinkedIn and Twitter. And they're all about positivity and shining the light bright on others and we would just invite people to come on the show from the comments. They would come on live with us and um, we would dance together. He calls it social dis dancing instead of social distancing and um, ask them fun questions like, what's your favorite cereal? What's your favorite Saturday morning cartoon and, and things like that. And, and, you know, during the pandemic, uh, people needed somewhere that they could just be celebrated and have fun and, and things like that. And, and that also brought us uh, positivity and fun amidst so much chaos in the world, you know. Um, so those are two things that I would say, you know, nature and and those shows. It's it's very what strikes me, Tim. It's very palpable on your face. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll be able to see. It's very palpable on your face that you were able to intentionally find things to lift your spirits. And, and that's what I admire about you is, is, is seeing your content and, and watching some things and, and, and full disclosure, Tim and I were, were supposed to record in December, but I got sick. I, I picked up something that, that not, I, I didn't test positive for COVID, but I had something that was going on. So, but again, and I, Tim, I know those couple of days that I was feeling rough, I just, I didn't want to do anything. I just didn't feel like it. And I can imagine, and again, not having gone through this personally, but having loved ones that have gone through it, I can imagine that there were times, and we, we will dive into that, and I'm kind of leading to your, to your journey and your story, but I've got to think that, that there were times that you had to use nature and, and other things to get you through some pretty tough times around your treatments and things like that, because treatment for leukemia is not easy and it's, and it can be grueling and it can be just very draining and things like that. Did you find yourself tapping into old wells, so to speak? In other words, when I say tapping into old wells, you know, there are times that that we find sources of encouragement in different places, but we kind of put those aside for a while and we find new sources of encouragement, but then we find ourselves returning back to those, those old wells, so to speak, that have constantly brought forth encouragement in dark times. 
did you find yourself tapping into the, some of those old wells through some of these seasons that you've gone through kind of the ebbs and flows of your business and, and personal life and things like that? I hope I'm asking that question correctly. Yeah, definitely. I mean, family has always been very supportive. You know, my wife, Joy, and my parents and my sister, um, you know, they've always been very supportive as well as, you know, a close circle of friends. Um, and then also, just since I started sharing my story, and I'm sure we'll talk more about this, but I started sharing my cancer story I started sharing it in June of 2021 on Jenny Gold's podcast, not podcast show. Um, and since sharing that, there's just been such an outpouring of love and care and concern, especially in the LinkedIn community. And that's led to many other things. Um, oh, Link. Hey, everybody, Brian Sexton here. The new year is upon us, and you may be sitting there thinking, hey, I would really love to pay off some debt, or I would like to save for that dream vacation. Maybe you want to buy a new car. Whatever it is you want to do financially in the coming year, let me give you a great piece of intentional encouragement and something to think about that might help you do it. Products for Profit. Now, this is a course taught by my good friend, Joe Hart, who's been a guest on the Intentional Encourager podcast and has told his story how reselling changed his life. And you know what, folks? It could do the same thing for you too. It's really simple. Reselling is basically buying a product and then reselling it online for more money. And Joe is going to take you through the steps and show you how to do this either part-time or maybe as some of his students have done, take this full-time as well. Go to coachjoe89.gumroad.com backslash L backslash premium PFP. And oh, by the way, this group is going to help you find leads of products that are profitable right now, give you all kinds of great intentional encouragement, and you're going to be surrounded by a community of people that are going to want to see you be successful in the reselling game. Again, go to coachjoe89.gumroad.com backslash L backslash premium PFP and tell him you heard about it on the Intentional Encourager podcast. And now let's get back to more great conversation here on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Tin is a fantastic community, and, and I tell people yes. all the time, Tim, I hang out there quite a bit, and, and I'll be honest with you, and, and for folks that don't know this part of, of, of why this podcast exists, I was looking around LinkedIn in 2019, late 2019, and I've been thinking about doing a podcast anyway, but I looked around and saw a lot of expertise being shared, but not enough encouragement, and I thought, I can, I can do that, and Tim, what I love about what you've done is is you have told people, look, this this is what I take from your content, okay? And I and I and, and if I am off base, please take the conversation where you want it to go. Sure. But here's what I I gather from your content: we as human beings, God has enabled us to have the innate ability to overcome situations and circumstances in our lives. And I see what you have gone through and, and I think to myself, okay, Tim is a lot like me. He just has battled a few more battles and has some battle scars. But if he can overcome leukemia, I can overcome arthritis or I can overcome this or I can overcome that. And that's what I really have taken from your content, Tim, is here's what I, I I feel like I feel like you say to 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 people I'm no different than you I'm just like you I just happen to have overcome a disease that could have killed me but it didn't do you ever feel like that you are are built or wired a little bit differently in that respect because I, I feel like that there's some deeper insight that you shared that that's that's uncommon it really is tim it's 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 uncommon to have that level of insight how do you see what you've done and the content you've created and things like that you know i'll tell you brian i you know i told you i had leukemia for 15 going on 16 years and i didn't share my story for so long because i've been really blessed i i haven't had I have not been really sick during my journey. I've 
I take oral chemo medication. I haven't gone through other kinds of chemo medication that other or other kinds of chemo treatments or radiation. And for the most part, I've felt great, except when trying to switch to some other medication that hasn't agreed with me. And and I've I I have I did not share my story earlier because I've I felt guilt in a way when thinking of sharing my story because I know there are other people that are struggling out there. And who am I to share my story? I I've for the most part have lived a very normal life over the last 15 years. You know, I've been really blessed like about that. And so who am I? But since sharing my story, people have told me that I provide them hope and and we've created this show um, that's every week showing up perspectives on cancer where people come together and and I interview people, other cancer survivors and supporters and share their story. And it's just a very um, safe space. We call it a heart space yeah. where people come together and just, it's all about showing up and sharing perspectives and gaining perspectives on cancer. And I know there's some other spaces out there, but it's the cancer it's the c well now there's two c words there's other c words as well right but, but there's the the one that's people have been talking about the last few years but then there's cancer right um and um you know i'm just i'm just honored that people show up to you know people have said that they they somebody shared in the comments recently that they have not felt comfortable talking about cancer at all even with their their family or their or their friends until showing up at the show yeah and you know here's the thing that that I, that i sense yeah. and, and i love the way you put that the the and, and here's what i wrote in the notes the two c words people don't want to talk about because we have given cancer to some degree it, it's it feels like it's a death sentence right you know you you, you see an oncologist or you you know you they say well you know we we see cancer I remember a, a couple of years ago, I had a, uh, a a spot on my left ear. Went to the dermatologist, um, and he he called me. He called me on my work phone. He called me on my cell phone because I was calling on that office. And and he said, Brian, he said you have precancerous cells, and I knew what was going on in my mind. Like, he's like, we need to get this. We need to, you know, I need to get you scheduled. We need to get this taken care of. But when he said precancerous, Tim, I was just kind of like, oh, you know, oh boy. You know, and I can only imagine when you get that diagnosis, what goes through your mind. But, but here's what I believe. I believe people like you that continue to talk about it, you continue to encourage people going through it because you're right. Everybody goes through things differently everybody processes things differently um this would be a good spot the, i i the, here's here's what i i was gonna have a little more conversation but this is a good spot to start telling your story because tim i i i i think you really you just really dove in there in something really really profound and that is everybody's journey's different mm-hmm whether when 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 100%. whether whether their diagnosis is different or how they they discovered it, uh, we were um, we were at church last night as we record, and there was a man that our in our church, he and his family moved to Alabama uh, late last year, late in twenty one, to pastor a church, and he found out he has cancer, um, mm -hmm. liver cancer, and things like that, and so you know, it just kind of hits you, but. I want you to take me, and you can take me back as far as you want to go, even pre-diagnosis and things. But this is really a good spot, I believe. Just go ahead and get into your story because I think people are going to find that you you probably know somebody. In my family, we lost my father-in-law in 2004 to cancer. So my son grew up without a grandfather. Mm. Uh, my son was three when his, almost four when his grandfather passed away. You know, cancer, I've lost an aunt to cancer and, and things like that. So it, it's affected me, not me personally, but my wife, her father, very close. But Tim, I'd be honored if you'd just go ahead and share your story. I may jump in with a question around it, but sure. yeah, this is the perfect time for you to go ahead and share your story if you don't mind. Yeah, thanks for giving me the the space to do that. Um, so it was uh, a little more than fifteen years ago. 
um, I had discovered some purple blotches or bruises on my legs. And so I went to my primary care physician and he did some blood work. I left the parking lot and I get a call on my cell phone and the doctor says, you need to go to the hospital right, right now. So I, I have to drive two hours to Westchester medical center. Uh, and, uh, so I go there and, and you had no idea your doctor just said that that was basically all he said was, I need you to go to the hospital right now. Yeah. And it's a two hour drive. So what's going through your mind in those two hours? Yeah. It was the longest two hour drive ever. I, I did not know. I can't remember the details. I don't think I knew it was leukemia at that point, but I, I thought it was probably something serious. Did you feel like you mentally blacked out because you just said you you didn't remember the details? I'm sure, you know, if it had been me, I would have probably called my wife. My wife would have asked 189 questions. That's just my wife. But you, yeah. you, did you feel like you kind of mentally blacked out? I mean, did you, you know, what do you think you were thinking in the, in that, that two hours? I mean, if you, let me, let me ask it this way, Tim. And forgive me for jumping in there, but I'm I'm just so struck by that that two hour time space. If you could have been riding in the car with yourself now, Tim Tim Sohn, 2022, yeah. May of 2022, as we record this, and you could have climbed in the front seat with you as you're making that drive to the hospital. What do you think you would have said to yourself? I, I just would be buckle up. <laughs> we're, we're yeah. about I mean, I had no idea what to expect. Just, I mean, I, I don't even know what the, what the feeling, you know, I'm sure there was some fear, some lots of unknown. Uh, you know, I honestly don't remember exactly what he said. I'm pretty sure I didn't know it was leukemia at that point, you know, they needed to do more testing at the hospital for sure. Did you, did you have to, to check in as an inpatient? Did they, when you got there? Oh you, yeah. You I was in there for about a week. Yeah. Okay. At the hospital. Um, yeah. And I remember calling my parents in the car. Um, I wasn't married yet at that point. Um, yeah. So, so I go to the hospital. I'm there about a week in that time frame. They diagnosed me with chronic leukemia. Um, and so what I've had to do over the last 15 plus years is I've had to take oral chemo medication. When I started, I had to take uh, something called Gleevec, G-L-E-E-V-E-C. Mm -hmm. uh, now I take one called Spricel. I had sometimes over time, the medication just isn't as effective on your body when you, you know, you become... Yeah your body becomes less, uh, doesn't work as great. Overnight. Well, with knowledge in that world, I, I've been, you know, for, for a profession, I've been in the pharmaceutical industry about, um, five and a half years or so, five, five and a half years. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what happens is to, and, and just to explain to the audience, for those of you who may not know, it's a term called efficacy. And what happens is the medication over time, your body either builds a resistance to it. So it's not as effective in That's treating in treating the condition as it had been previously or your your dna changes in some way to where the medication loses its punch so to speak and so you have to go to it and plus drugs get better as well too what could have been top of the line um with the Gleevec could at, in, in 2006 or 2007 when you were first diagnosed could have been a top of the line medication medications continue to improve and 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 the treatment is is more effective and so that could be that but forgive me for for jumping in there i just wanted to add some color and clarity around that for the audience so uh thank you for allowing me that room and space to kind of do that tim no sure i'm, I'm glad you did i'm glad you did um, so you so you you're yeah. you're you're going through this and, and, and you're, you're starting on the oral medication, something you said that struck me there, they diagnosed you with chronic leukemia. Yes. Do you think you were living with it for a period of time? Did they tell you it's kind of been dormant in your body for a, a, a period of time and it's just presented itself? Um, that, that word chronic just strikes me. 
there because you notice the bruises, you go get it checked out, and the doc your doctor says you you you've got to go get some deeper testing. When they deliver the diagnosis, do you remember kind of your thought process? Were you in attack mode or were you just like, I got to have some time to process this before I get there? Because some people, here's why I say that. Some people I know that have had, that have had conditions like that, they get the diagnosis and they immediately, because of the way their brain's wired, they go into attack mode. Like, all right, let's go, you know, I want treatment now. Let's get after it, things like that. And in some people, it's like a bomb has gone off inside right. of them. How was what was your mindset and frame of mind when when they started to tell you, "Here's what you have, and here's how we're going to treat it"? Well, first I was in shock, and just um, and then I definitely wanted to know what the you know if there were different options, um, and uh, it did help that my my mom was a public health nurse for for her entire career. So, and she actually worked at Westchester medical center, uh, wow. previously. So that was really helpful. She knew a lot of the doctors and, and she, she was really knowledgeable. So that helped a lot. Um, so yeah, so that, so, so that was helpful. And so, you know, at first shock and then, yeah, like what, you know, what are the options? What do we do? And, um, I actually go to the same oncologist today that I went to when I was admitted to the hospital. Um, I still drive. Well, now here in from here to Pennsylvania, it's also about a two-hour drive. So, <laughs> yeah. How, how is that? How has that changed you? And 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 how do you you? I have the same family doctor that I've had for the last twenty-two years. So my family doctor has seen a lot of ups and downs. Your oncologist has said that, but how has that changed your perspective in things? Because because you 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 were telling me a few minutes ago, like I didn't share my story for the longest time, because in in the the way I read it and the way most people might read it is because you know you, you didn't feel like you had a story to tell. But what when you visit your oncologist, how's the conversation between you and he? Is it is he happy with how things are progressing and you mentioned and thankfully you are cancer free but again how has your perspective changed maybe what are you hearing from folks that uh, around your diagnosis and your treatment how has the perspective changed tim i hope i'm asking that question right because here's what's kind of gone through my head it's like this is this is pretty miraculous that the, the healing in your body has taken place. You know, leukemia can be very damaging to the cells and things like that. And it's like, man, I still see the same oncologist and, and things. Like, how has your perspective changed, if any, from that point to today around health and wellness and, and things like that? I mean, my perspective... I mean, I need my, my cancer is gone, at least for the moment. Right. And it's still something that I will say that now that I'm technically cancer free or no evidence of disease, whatever you want to call it, it's still something I think about because it could technically come back. Right. It's chronic leukemia. And I still have to take the spicel for the rest of my life, even though I technically don't have cancer. Right. So I have this perspective that even though I'm cancer free, and even though I go to the same oncologist that I had 15 years ago, it's still something that's very much on my mind. Um, and I do need to work on my health in terms of my nutrition, in terms of my exercise, in terms of those kind of things. And we had that conversation the last time I went to him. Um, and it's funny because the, those other 15 years, um, he never mentioned nutrition and I had a conversation with him a few times, few appointments ago. And I, I said to him, I specifically asked him, I said, is nutrition tied to cancer in terms of, are there certain kinds of foods that would be helpful in terms of 
like I have leukemia or just in cancer in general, should I be eating certain kinds of food? And he said, I don't believe all that stuff that they put out on the internet, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then the last time I went, he said, oh, you're, you know, your weight's been going up, which is true, right? I need to work on that. And mm. I plan to work on it. Well, you um, know, Tim, that's, that could be a beautiful thing as well, too. And, and I'm not advocating, you know, everybody putting on a bunch of weight, but for cancer yeah. patients, that is, that is from what I know about people that have had cancer, that's a really good sign that that is a sign of recovery that, you know, because most people that, that have cancer, they, they take treatment, they don't feel like eating and they lose weight and they lose, you know, they lose muscle and things like that. Um, and it's a good sign when they can get the, the weight up either through, uh, protein shakes or, or things like that to add calories, to keep that weight on. So that's a good thing, to, you know, but, the reason I say perspective, and I want to go here for just a quick minute, is, again, I, I feel like that there are some people out there living with situations. Maybe it's chronic pain or they're, they're living with and it, And it's like, I, do I have to do this another day? You just mentioned you have to take Spricel the rest of your life. Some people might look at that and they might go, oh, man, I got to take this the rest of my life. Every day, I take this for the rest of my life. And and some people's perspective might be, oh, I got to take this the rest of my life. Or they might say, you know what? I get to take this the rest of my life because I'm still breathing, right? And so yeah, did totally. your perspective, yeah, did you, did your, that's where I was coming from with the I perspective see. of things, so. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. Have you ever wanted to live a bucket list life? Or if you're a business owner, have you ever wanted to incentivize your team in unbelievable ways? I have got just the thing for you. You need to contact my friend, Brad Norwood with Dream It Pro Professional Events. Brad's been a guest here on the Intentional Encourager podcast, and I can tell you he has helped numerous companies achieve unbelievable things through experience travel. Experiences are what people want. They want to know how they can live incredible bucket list lives as well, too. And Brad can help you with both of those things. I can't give you any better encouragement than to give Brad and his team a call right now at 479-466-6907 or go to www.dreamitpro.com. And when you get there, click on events and you are going to see some unbelievable once-in-a-lifetime experiences. And I promise you this, unlike plaques, awards, trophies, things like that, experiences, and trips like these don't burn up in a fire. Again, go to www.dreamitpro.com today. And now let's get back to more great conversation here on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Yeah, Tim, I, you know, Tim, I, again, I, I don't want to keep drilling on perspective. I just love what what the perspective that you have as you meet other cancer survivors what's the one message that you're sharing with them or maybe one piece of intentional encouragement that you're sharing with with other cancer survivors and maybe what's one piece that they're sharing with you how how are you how are you sharing and and receiving intentional encouragement from other cancer survivors I mean, one message that I'm, that I'm sharing is show up. I mean, it's in the name of the show, showing up perspectives on cancer. So, you know, show up for other people, um, surround yourself with people that, um, that love you, that support you. It's so important to be supported and to support others in return, especially when you're going through something like cancer or anything, or just even if you're not, right, just to, to have a support system. Um, it's so important. And I've learned that through my cancer journey. And as I'm sharing my story, um, as I support other people, and, and I've received that love in return. So that's what I would say. Yeah. 
you mentioned your wife and, and kids and things like that. And, and is there ever a fear that, that happens? Because I, I could imagine when, when my son was, when my son was little, littler, he's 21 now. I would think, oh man, I don't want anything to happen because then he would, he would not have a dad and things like that. Did you ever, as you were going through this journey, have that fear of, oh my goodness, am I going to be here for my wife? Am I going to be here for my kids? Because that's a very real fear in the cancer community, is it not? Absolutely. That's something I think about all the time. And the conversation also of, am I going to tell our kids that I have cancer or had cancer? That conversation has come up in my family and comes up on showing up perspectives on cancer all the time. And I did not tell our kids that until I did not have cancer, that I had cancer. Our kids are 10 and seven and, 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 and kind of my perspective was I'm very protective of our kids and I didn't want to put stress on them. Well, first of all, how do you tell your kids that their dad is sick? Yeah. That, and do you say the word cancer or do you not? Or like, how do you even go there? Right. But then a guest came on our show, a guest came on the show and just the way she, there was a pre-interview. I do a pre-interview with all of our guests just because of the, the, the nature of cancer, right? I want to make yeah. sure our guests are super, I mean, as comfortable as you can make a guest on a show about cancer. Right. And, um, she said, she said, Tim, you're a, you're a, you're a warrior and your kids need to know that. And that night I told our kids and, and our kids were, uh, the reaction was interesting. Our 10 year old just kind of looked at me like with curiosity. She just kind of, she just looked with curiosity and listened. And our seven year old just, she was just her normal silly self and did her thing. And she didn't really know what was going on, but of course, like thinking about my family, you know, my wife and kids and, and even now that I'm cancer free, um, you know, I think a lot about like legacy and, and those kind of things also. It's wow. on my mind all the time. I love that. And I'm just jotting that down because Tim, I I'm the same way when my dad passed away in 2012, my dad passed away pretty suddenly. I started laying a lot of things on my 12 year old. I'm like, well, I may not be here for this and I may not be here for that. And then one day he came to me, he was a little bit older. He was like 15 or 16. He was like, man, you've been doing this to me for the last four years. And it's like, are you going to keel over tomorrow? Wow. And it, it was like, you know, cause, cause I was, I was overly intentional, right? I was like, Hey man, if something happens to me, do this and do this and do this and do this. And I thought he was mature enough to handle it. But yeah. what I was really doing was I was putting those things in his mind, like good grief. His dad gonna, is he going to drop to my, now that he's 21. He doesn't care. He looks more forward to the life insurance payout than he does. Anything uh, else. <laughs> but, but, but again, you're, you're exact, you're, you're a hundred percent right. And I love where you took us there just a minute ago about the power of legacy mm -hmm. and the power of, of showing up and things like that. What's the biggest thing that you've learned in the last year or so that you've done the live show that, that you've told the stories of people and you've told your story and you've, you've connected and you've, you mentioned earlier when we were talking that you, you met a ton of people across the world that you would have never known without doing the live show and things like that. What's the biggest lesson that you've learned from the whole experience of doing your live show? That's just been one of those V8 moments like, oh my gosh, that's, that's really powerful. Oh my gosh. The biggest lesson, uh, are you talking about the cancer show? Yeah. Yeah. The cancer, the, yeah. the cancer show. Yeah. I, I would, I would, I, I'm, and forgive me for continuing to dive in there, but, but I, no, I just, that's good. just so powerful because I think there are a lot of people facing some really hard diagnoses, whether it's it's mental or or physical or things like that. So 
I mean, again, I would love to hear that that lesson that you've learned from that. Man, there's so many. There's so many lessons. Uh, we've had so many, so many amazing guests um, and stories. And is there one that sticks out to you? Is there a particular uh, guest or a story that just like? Because um, here's why I asked that, Tim. Yeah. And forgive me for jumping in there. I had a guest on the Intentional Encourager podcast, Steve Sullivan, a, a leukemia survivor. Steve himself. Sullivan. He's one of the yeah. people that inspired yes. me to share my story. Yes. Oh my Steve, yes. Steve has been Steve has been on a couple of times here on the Intentional Encourager podcast. The first time that he came on, Tim, the first time Steve came on and he told his story, I was blown away. I was like, my goodness. You know, that just that just impacted me big time and and i'll never forget i've done you know we we've done 230 plus episodes of the of this podcast and that's one of that that i'll remember for a long time is there a story that somebody shared with you i guess that's the better way to ask that question instead of the lesson that you've taken from it is there a story that just really just was like, oh my word, I can't believe I get to tell that story or that person is sharing this powerful story with me. There was a guest that came on the show. His name is Josh Tehan, and his, uh, well, you know what? Let me go with this one. Rob Statham, um, he, his, his dad, um, his dad passed from leukemia and his sister, his twin sister passed of breast cancer. Oh, wow. And that show, that show is super, super emotional, super powerful. Um, I don't know exactly what the lesson learned was, but he just kind of, you know, the shows are, I usually keep the shows pretty structured. But that show, he just kind of talked and yeah. I jumped in here and there, but he just kind of, it was just from the heart. And um, I encourage you guys to check it out. You can check it out on the um, SOHN, S-O-H-N, Social Media Solutions YouTube channel. Um, and it was just a really from the heart show. Um, and and losing those two people, it really impacted Rob and, and Rob has helped with the, on my team with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, Man and Woman of the Year philanthropic competition. And he's just such a good guy. Um, but he's definitely been touched by cancer. Um, uh, I need my puffs. Shout out to puffs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if puffs wants to, to sponsor either Tim's show. Yeah. Tim, they should sponsor your show. They, you know, you should, you know, if somebody is listening that knows somebody from puffs, <laughs> they need to sponsor Tim's show. That would be awesome. Yeah. And, and Tim, yeah. It, you know, I completely can, I can relate to that because when you hear somebody tell, and trust you with a story that powerful and that deep and that personal and that emotional, there's something that happens inside of you. You always, you, you just kind of, and even with your story, Tim, I want to make sure that we're respectful with it because you, you almost feel like someone's giving you this really cool, amazing gift of their story. Well, I feel that way about every story that gets shared here on the Intentional Encourager podcast, because I feel like I've been given this, this gift of people that I didn't, I didn't pay for that. I mean, you walked that, that cancer journey, you walked that journey of leukemia. I did not. And it's like, Brian, I entrust you and your podcast to tell the story of what happened to me. And the, you know, things that I did that I paid for physically and emotionally. And, and I, I just, I feel that way. So I, I, I can really empathize. You've been so gracious with your time. And I, I want to ask you this, this one final thought. Yeah. Would you share with this audience, whether they've walked through cancer or some, something really hard like that, what's your biggest piece of intentional encouragement for folks? 
keep showing up, keep, um, keep encouraging others. Um, you know, we all have, we all have date, we all have days that are harder than others. You know, there are days that I don't want to show up to showing up perspectives on cancer, but when I show up and the community is there to support the guests, to support me, to support each other, just something magical happens, right? So when we all yeah. show up and support each other, it, it just makes everything a little bit better. Man. So keep showing up. That is so good. That is so good. Tim, tell folks where they can find you. I mentioned at the top LinkedIn, but where are some other places that folks can find you, connect with your resources and get more of your content? Yeah, definitely. So LinkedIn is good. Um, as well as if you go to risewithlive.com slash impact, um, you could download five ways to make massive impact with live video. Um, or if you just want to email me at Tim, T-I-M at Sohn, that's S-O-H-N, socialmediasolutions.com. You could do that as well. So that's Tim at Sohn, socialmediasolutions.com. If you want to reach out to Tim, maybe you've got Maybe you've got a cancer story of your own. Maybe you, maybe you're a cancer survivor. Um, you know, maybe, maybe Tim can tell your story on his show. I don't know. I mean, but, uh, risewithlive.com backslash impact, go to LinkedIn, but you definitely want to gonna, going to want to connect with Tim, get a hold of his content and his resources. Tim, first of all, what a blessing to have you on today. Thank you for sharing your story. I salute you being cancer free. That is tremendous news. And we celebrate that with you and, and continued good health and continued to be cancer free. And I want to thank you for joining me today on the intentional encourager podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. My thanks as always to producer Bryce Sexton and technical advisor Matt Means. And of course, the ultimate thanks goes to the Lord Jesus Christ, who provides intentional encouragement every day through his word. If you're not subscribed to the Intentional Encourager podcast, hit the subscribe button wherever you get podcasts so you don't miss an exciting episode where you can get encouraged and stay encouraged. And remember, anyone, anywhere, at any time, any place can be an intentional encourager.